Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 152, Fertility Empowerment Show. Improving equality to get pregnant, even over 35, with Dr. Marcus Clark, fertility expert. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm welcoming my guest, Dr. Sklar, today. I'm very honored to have him here. Uh, so welcome to my show. And uh, I can't wait uh, talking to you today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. Yeah. So, um, Mark, I know uh, we coincidentally <laughs> crossed uh, to each other and we talk about acupuncture. I know you're doing this for a long, long time and you have a channel. So tell me about what you're doing and why do you think, uh, how can you help people and couples to get pregnant um, naturally, mostly, right? Yes. Um, you know, the preference, I think, for all couples when they start to decide to have a family and grow their family is to get uh, pregnant naturally the old-fashioned way, right? I don't think anyone ever decides they, they get married and say, we're going to do IVF um, unless they know in advance that there are some complications or issues that they have to account for. So my preference is to really work with couples and support them to, uh, for them to get pregnant naturally. Um, that's really the I ideal way. Now that, that that doesn't always happen and that's not always possible depending on the circumstances and the situation for each individual couple um, based on their history and reproductive issues and, and so forth. And so I would say about 50% of the couples that uh, work with me and my team um, are trying to get pregnant naturally, and the other 50% are trying to get pregnant through some form of assisted technique like IUI or IVF. Um, so it really just depends on, on you know, the individual and the circumstances. We have also both where you might have someone who starts, they come to us because they want to try to get pregnant naturally, but for whatever circumstance, it doesn't work out and we you know support them as they go through IUI or IVF or vice versa they they came to us because they were going through IUI or IVF they want to stop that um, or it wasn't working and so then we support them to get pregnant naturally so we, we see it we see it all and and over the last 18 to 20 years I've worked with couples going through all sorts of things uh, in all sorts of ways um, uh, with lots of, you know, stories depending on the circumstances. So, you know, I'm really interested in acupuncture as uh, it really helped me uh, to have my baby. I was over 40 of age and uh, I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility. None of these IVF, IUI, nothing worked for me. And then I realized there is something, because when, when you are um, diagnosed with unexplained infertility, you are very confused. You don't know what's happening to your body because everything seems right. 
but it's not. There is something that the medical uh, doctors couldn't find in your body or they didn't uh, go deeply uh, to different um, laboratories or blood tests to see what's the problem. What do you recommend for people who come to you and they have the same issue as mine? <laughs> Let's say they are over 40 of age. They, are, they, they seem very uh, healthy because I seem very healthy. I was very natural person. Uh, I had a very green style, lifestyle. And then um, everything seems normal. So what do you recommend in the beginning? Yeah, you know, look, this is a wonderful question and such an important topic. I, I want um, you and everybody else who's listening to understand that, one, I do not believe in the diagnosis of unexplained infertility. Um, I, I wholeheartedly believe that when you get that diagnosis, it's because we didn't look deep enough. We didn't ask the right questions or find the right answers to those questions. And we didn't look broadly enough. I mean, often and often when you walk into a doctor's office and you say, I'm having fertility issues, at least, you know, in the last 10 years, maybe even 15, they say, okay, well, let's send you to the fertility clinic, to the reproductive endocrinologist, and they can figure it out. Or we'll run a couple of tests to see what's going on. And depending on those results, we'll send you there. Because that's their answer. Their answer today is IVF and IUI. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with either one of those treatments. There's a, it's, those treatments are really important and valuable and very necessary in certain circumstances. I think we've become so used to and accustomed to them that they've become so commonplace that now those have become the first form of treatment versus really spending some time to look for real answers. And sometimes those answers are not real uh, fertility issues. There, we we have to go a bit broader and have a bigger understanding for how our body functions and what might be contributing to our inability to conceive. And often, when I start to look deeper and I look at answers, or looking for answers, is what I find is that if is that the fertility labs all look normal, FSH looks fine, AMH looks fine fallopian tubes are open, the uterus looks healthy, lining is great. We do all these initial evaluations, mind you, that they are just evaluations to find out if you're a good candidate for IUI or IVF. They're not really looking for answers. If in the process they find some answers, then okay, so be it. But they're really, the goal of those is to determine if you're a good candidate to go through insemination or IVF. And so when we look at those hormones and we assess those uh, those numbers, if all of those look fine, we have to take another step back and look beyond, expand our search, expand our reach beyond just uh, the fertility, you know, and reproductive organs. And this is often ignored because, you know, the medical model right now is very much focused on uh, specialty. And so, well, you go to the fertility specialist, you go to the OBGYN, if, you know, if you've got um, immune issues, you're, you're going to go to see your specialist so that they can determine what is going on with you, but they don't expand beyond their reach. And in many cases, that's very good. And in situations like this, when we have unexplained, it works against us. And so we really need to take a step back and expand our understanding for our entire health 
all of our systems and how they're functioning. And this is really where functional medicine comes into play. Yes, I practice acupuncture and Chinese medicine, but I also, a huge part of my practice is functional medicine. Sometimes we call it functional acupuncture or functional Chinese medicine. And this allows us to look more broadly. And I can't tell you how often the systems that were that are affecting our fertility are not your are not your reproductive organs, your your ovaries, your uterus, or your hormones. Often it's our stress, our lifestyle, um, our digestive system, which is often the case, our immune system. I mean, we can go on and on because the list is big and it's far reaching, but we don't look that way. And so when we start talking about unexplained infertility, I want all the listeners to start to take an understanding and start to think more broadly, think beyond what they think is it should be and take a step back. And one of the ways we do this is by looking objectively at ourselves. We have to look at ourselves and ask ourselves a question. So what can be, what, what part of our health can we improve? What part of our health is is not functioning properly, but we've ignored it because we're just looking at fertility. That might mean that you don't sleep well, you've got too much stress, um, our digestive system is off, right? We have to be objective about this so that we can get a good understanding. And on top of it, we can't ever forget that we also have to look at your partner. Um, exactly. you, you know, so much of the fertility journey is focused on the female and it really needs to also incorporate the male, um, perspective in, in this evaluation, because 45 to 50% of the time, there is going to be some sort of male factor variable that needs to be, um, treated as well. And Mark is not only, is not only male factor as you, um, know about the fertility, even in women is not only women factor, right? Uh, maybe digestive factors or anything can actually, yeah, yes. um, affect the That's quality. what we were just talking about, yeah. Yeah, so that's the same with men too. So the problem is, even with my own clients, uh, they I, I told them, you need to work on this together. <laughs> and uh, they, they usually female says, no, no, she, he's, he doesn't need this. He's okay. You see, but the, this is the like a corporation of having a baby together, right? Not is not working if only one person working on it. Hundred percent. I have this story uh, yes. just recently. This exact same story. Last uh, Friday, I spoke to uh, a woman that I've been coaching and working with, and um, she's been getting great results but we're still not seeing everything we want to see. So we made some adjustments to her plan, but I said to her because one of the first things I asked her to do is have her, her husband do a semen analysis. And, and now it's been six months since, uh, since I asked her this, he still hasn't done it. And I said, why hasn't he done a semen analysis? She said, he thinks he's just fine. I said, I want him to prove me to prove me wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that he's okay. And I hope that he is okay, but I want him to prove it to me. And he can't prove it to me by just telling me he's fine. He has to prove it to me by showing me the results. Because now it's been six months, you've been spending all this time to work on yourself and make all these corrections. 
what if there's something wrong with him and we've just wasted six months where we could have been supporting him? So this is absolutely important. And I finally, just before we got on this show, I got an email from her saying, yes, he said he'll do it. Wow. That's the good news. <laughs> good news. It's a start. <laughs> yeah. I can believe it. Interesting. For launching my book uh, in the evening, we had a very, very interesting topic about male infertility. And uh, we had Dr. Adrian Laura and Dr. Don Garrison, one of them acupuncture doctor and another one gynecologist. The interesting point was both of them believe that uh, integrative system work better. If you are going to be healed, you need uh, for, like medical doctors and also holistic medicine practitioners. And the reason is there are a lot of underlying issues, like maybe emotional issues. So emotional issues can uh, can be found in men and women. So sure. or they are in the same environment, they are uh, they are having the same thing every day together, and it's not really working if only one person working on this. And yeah. uh, so do you also go to their PTSD trauma, trauma in their life or childhood trauma, the history they have? Yeah. So we have to take an extensive history on everyone, right? You know, you have to understand what might be affecting their overall health and their fertility. Now, do I specifically uh, work with um, PTSD? No, but if I recognize it and see that it's there, then we start talking about resources that they can utilize and, and how they can start to address those needs and that they should be starting to address those areas if they need to. Beautiful. So um, in, in your topic, you said uh, you're going to talk about equality and there are three recommendations, big recommendations you're going to make. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, um, the first thing that I think is important, and hopefully all of everyone who's here listening already has done this and knows it because they're listening to a fertility show, but, um, but testing has to be done first and foremost. And the reason I start here is, is for two reasons. One is we have to test and we can't guess. If we're just guessing because we think certain things or it's been several years since you've had your lab work done, but you don't have any recent lab work, then we're just guessing. We don't know what is going on today. Now, I'm Mark, also not saying- Sorry, sorry, I'm in, I interfere. You said test. You're yes. not only talking about the fertility test because that's a problem my client have too. Because, oh, we've done it. And I said, this, and they said, this is a recent test. And I, and there are some functional tests that you already mentioned about the whole body. And you are also referring to those tests as well, right? Yeah. So, and that's what I was just about to get into and say is that it's not just about testing. So the first part of it is to make sure your tests are up to date. I'm not suggesting that you need to have labs done every cycle or very frequently, but we want current labs. The second part, and, and, I, and I say this because a lot of women will say to me, well, I had those done three years ago and I didn't like the results. So I just didn't want to run them again because I was scared to see what they said, right? We need to have information so that we can make the proper choices about how we move forward. But also the tests that you've probably had done 
which is going to your 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 question, is um, are probably very limited. So you've had FSH and LH if you're lucky, because it's not always both of those. It might just be FSH. Right now, I see a lot of women just have AMH and estradiol unless they're in an IVF cycle. So it's very limited, right? These labs that um, are being run are very limited. And I want all of you to have a more broad perspective when we're looking at this. So first, have a complete hormone panel. That means you want to look at your DHEA, you want to look at your prolactin levels, you want to look at your testosterone levels. These are all very, very important. They're often ignored. And so many women will get on DHEA without ever testing their DHEA levels. They might not even need it. So this piece of when we're looking at hormones, we want full hormone panels. Okay. And then the same thing with thyroid. Thyroid, we often just do TSH and not a full thyroid panel, which includes all your thyroid hormones, including antibodies, which is really important. And then if you haven't had your vitamin D tested, a CBC, CMP, your iron levels, B12 and folate, like we want to have a more complete uh, blood work done so that you understand and we understand more importantly how your body is functioning in all aspects. Now that's just blood work. Now that blood work I do believe should be evaluated from a functional perspective. But then if we expand those labs to a more functional broad lab testing, that's when we would incorporate um, a Dutch test, some aspect of a Dutch test because there's there's several different um, parts of that. And a Dutch test, for those who don't know, is a dry urine hormone panel, which not only tells you your primary hormones, but your metabolites. It will do a cortisol rhythm uh, pattern for you and a small organic acid profile as well. So it gives you much more information there. If I suspect that there's any digestive issues, then I'm going to look at stool test as well. About the Dutch test. Uh, yes. Is that available in general labs or they have to do it specifically? No, these are all, I mean, the, those labs that I was just mentioning are going to be specialty labs. You can't walk into LabCorp Quest to have that done. Now you can order the Dutch test on your own on their website. Online. Um, online. The only negative to that is you won't be able to understand it unless you have someone who can interpret it for you. But you can order it on your own if you wanted to. And uh, can general doctors understand it or you have to go to fertility specialists? I mean, I think if a general doctor took some time and wanted to understand it, I don't see, you know, well, I should say an endocrinologist and an OBGYN and possibly an REI, though they should be able to understand it if they spend some time to look at it and understand it. But they don't typically because they don't know what to do with that information. So if they don't know what to do with that information, why are they going to spend the time to read it, right? Exactly. So in general, you're looking for somebody who has um, knowledge in understanding those labs as well and knows how to treat it. So that's what, because I see a lot of clients go and then when the results come in, they said, uh, we talked to our family doctor and they said, everything <laughs> is normal. And then you look at the result. I said, you know what? You have to go and find the optimal one, not the normal. And that's the thing they don't really don't get it. That's why they need yeah. better interpret interpretation and going to better specialists to understand and uh, sit 
with them <laughs> to tell them yes. what what is them. Yeah. Yeah, because those reference ranges when when you do let's just take TSH for instance, thyroid yes. stimulating hormone. I think this would be a good example for everyone listening to understand what what we're talking about right here. When you do your TSH, your thyroid stimulating hormone, the reference range on most labs is 0.45 to 5.4. It's a big reference range, okay? For fertility, we'd like to see that between 1 and 2.5. And if I had if I wanted to even be more specific, I would say between 1 and 2. Okay? But you could be at 3.5 or 4 or 4.5 or even 5. And your OBGYN or your GP is going to say, no, everything looks fine because you're in the normal reference range. But, and that could be, you could be considered just fine even with thyroid symptoms, but because they're looking at the lab work and the lab work tells them that you're normal, then you're normal. Everything looks fine. But the reality is, is for uh, a functional perspective, we want those labs to be tighter so outside of fertility, functional range would be one to three would be ideal. But for fertility, we want it even lower between one and two, one and uh, two and a half. And that's really more ideal. There are some uh, reproductive endocrinologists that I work with that are more aware of this now, and they are more conscious of how to address this. But, um, but and that's just talking about TSH. That's not talking about all the other thyroid hormones <clears throat> and all the other labs that you do. And so we do the same thing with all your lab work. We want them to be in an optimal range so your body functions optimally, not so you can just get through the day. Yes, exactly. I, I totally believe. So what is the second tip? The second tip outside of testing is work on the basics. So we, and if anyone's heard me talk, I repeat this over and over. And the reason I say I repeat this over and over is because I speak to so many of you on a weekly basis. And I'm telling you that these basics are not being done, which is why I keep repeating them. Okay. So we need to eat clean. Does it mean that you have to eat perfect? No. Does it mean that you have to strive for perfection. No, we just strive for progress when it comes to diet, but we want to get away from all the processed foods, all the junk food, all the sugars. I know this sounds simple and straightforward, but it's not because I see it over and over that it's not. So we want to eat whole foods, fresh foods. You want to cook as much as you can for yourself. And when you are out and about and you're eating at a restaurant or something like that, make the best choices you can. Think about it before you order. Is this the best choice I can make? Again, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. And it doesn't mean you can't cheat and have a day where you just don't think about it. It just means that most of the time, 80% of the time or more, that you are eating well. And also about the quality of the food needs to be good quality food, right? Organic, without all the pesticides and hormones and so forth. This is really essential. So other parts of the basics is that you're exercising in some fashion, that you're moving. It doesn't have to be crazy exercise. It doesn't have to be strenuous, but we want you moving. We want you uh, exercising and moving every day. I prefer 45 to 60 minutes per day of a good brisk walk, at least if not more. And then in addition to that is sleep. This piece is often left out and um, it's a big problem that I see for everybody is that we stay up late 
to accomplish the work that we didn't do during the day, or we stay up late because we want to catch up on the Netflix movies that we, you know, missed out on so we can talk to our friends about it. These things are not the most important things in your life. These things are things that you'd like to do, but they don't need to happen. What needs to happen is that you need to be in bed. You need to be getting seven to eight hours of good quality sleep and that you need to be using this time to let your body rest and rejuvenate, not the not to be up till 12 and one in the morning watching whatever show on Netflix because you need to catch up with your friends. So these these basics are really, really important that we need to focus on. About the sleep, because I didn't want to yeah. miss the point. Please. Uh, yes, it's good to have a good sleep, uh, but some of my clients can't have good sleep because they have hormone imbalance. What do you recommend to them? How they can balance their sleep? Well, if it's hormone related, we need to understand what those what are the issues with the hormones and then we need to address those issues. Typically when we do that and simultaneously create good sleeping habits and support proper sleep, then those things will come together. It's also, you know, everyone's situation is different. So, it's not a perfect thing um when it comes to sleep. Some tools outside of proper sleep hygiene, right? So making sure the room is dark and making sure that we're comfortable enough and so forth would be maybe we can add in some additional uh, magnesium at bedtime to help us sleep or maybe um, a little bit of melatonin. I am careful with this, but melatonin can also help with fertility because it's a strong antioxidant. So that could also be beneficial. Can we activate melatonin uh, naturally? without having any medication without having to take it mm -hmm. we can but this is where i would this is where i would rely on the dutch test because one of the factors that it tests is melatonin and so depending on what those levels are we might really need some additional support but again if the root issue is a hormone issue then we really need to focus on the hormones because you were saying that if their hormones are off they're having trouble sleeping so if the root issue is hormones then we do need to focus on supporting hormone balance to support their sleeping rhythm beautiful and what is the third tip yes so you know when it comes to um uh when it comes to all of us looking deeper in terms of our fertility and trying to support good egg quality, then obviously we need to look at good quality supplements. But here's the trick. I, I'm going to mention a couple of them that I think everybody can take, but here's what I don't want all of you listening to take out of this. I don't want all of you listening to say, oh, okay, so I could just take this one pill and everything's going to be fine. That's not why I'm saying this. I'm only saying this because everybody asks me, why didn't you tell me what supplement I can take? So, <laughs> so that's why I'm going to include this as part of the three. But I, I want to caution all of you. I wholeheartedly believe that we all need our own personalized uh, supplement plan. Mm -hmm. That we could put 10 couples in a room with uh, low egg quality. And you're not all going to need the exact same thing to improve your egg quality because we're all, we all have our own issues and unique circumstances that need to be addressed, which is why I started with testing, right? Because once we know what the testing situation is and the results are, then we can customize a plan for each one of our needs. With that being said, I do think all of us can benefit from ubiquinol or CoQ10. 
I think that would be safe and beneficial across the board. And that if you're not already taking it, you absolutely should be. And then with that, I want to also caution all of you with one supplement, which is something I mentioned earlier, which is DHEA. I know it gets a lot of promotion in many resources and blogs and books and so forth that it's beneficial for egg quality. It's not going to help all of you. The research was relatively specific in terms of the population um, that needed it. But one of the missing pieces about the research and that I see continually made as a mistake is that no DHEA labs were done before or after. They didn't care. So everyone gets put on these high dosages of DHEA and DHEA is a hormone and it can cause all sorts of problems if you don't need it. It can throw off your hormones. It can uh, cause your cycles to disappear, cause lots of androgen issues. So this is something that I want all of you to get tested before you ever go on it to determine if you actually need it. Because you might need it, but you might not need as much as is typically recommended. So in terms of my three, you know, my third tip, it's I think we can all be safe to add ubiquinol CoQ10. And I think we all need to use caution when thinking about using DHEA. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So uh, another thing about these supplements, uh, getting back to your first tip, which is uh, testing. Because uh, I have clients, they come to me and they said, we take these supplements. But when you go to their history and then you just see the result of their testing, you see they have gut issue. So the point right. is when you have gut issue, your digestive system doesn't help you just doesn't digest work. all the supplements. So that's why it's not a good idea to get the supplement even beforehand, before getting the test. And as, as Mark said, the first, first, first step is having the test done. And not only in your fertility functions, but also the whole body and Dutch. Dutch is really good one. Uh, that's the one I always yes. recommend as well. So yeah, I, I think this point is. I think this point is really, really important for everyone listening. Um, the digestive system. If I find any issues in your gut health or digestive function, I always address that first above everything else. Because without this functioning properly, you are going to have a hard time addressing any other system in the body. And I can tell you countless stories of, of women who all I supported was their digestive system and their uh, egg quality improved dramatically after we corrected it. And I did nothing else or very little, right? So this piece is very, very important um, piece. And I want everyone to understand, because I always get pushback about this, by the way, because I say, okay, we're going to start by treating your gut and your digestive system. And they say, but that's not my fertility. Exactly. I say, it is. Exactly. It's going to support your fertility. We have to start here. Mark, I have a question. <laughs> so let's say somebody goes and check herself. She has a digestive issue. and uh, But um, the medical process she take only um, something like a medication for her digestion and for years she's using it and she's she think that's it's normal i know uh, from the functional uh, medicine perspective and acupuncture is not normal 
what do you recommend first? Uh, let's say just ignore the medical part. What do you start with somebody with this gut issue? I start with a stool test. I see. Yeah, always. Um, that tells me what's going on. It tells me how good or not good their uh, bacteria levels are. Um, do they have the bad bacteria thriving and taking control? Do they have parasites, uh, protozoa? Is there any yeast? Um, uh, how are they digesting their food? So absolutely, this is always where I start if I see any um, any issues in, in the gut. So even... Um... So is this, do you have a specific test for gut for functional medicine, or you just uh, refer them to the general labs? Oh, no, no, no. I, I order these labs. It's a specialty stool test. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and there's three or four different labs that I use for this, depending on the circumstances and what I'm trying to determine. But um, the, the public can't order this on their own. They need to work with someone to uh to order these tests unfortunately yes i know even here i have some some people who are doing the functional medicine and then i order through them so uh, i you know i can talk to you for hours because i have a lot of questions still in my mind <laughs> <laughs> and i can't even write a book with this uh but yeah we are uh, running out out of time so uh, tell me about your website, your programs, your courses, any freebies if you have for my audience. Yeah, sure. So I want just to wrap up, just to kind of talk about, you know, the, the topic today in terms of improving egg quality to get pregnant, um, even if we're over 35 or 40, um, sometimes even beyond that. Um, if we address these key areas that we're talking about, right? If we get the right testing done, if we address the functional, um, the functional test and the functional results, we create the right plan for you and the basic um, foundational changes that you need to make. And we create the right supplement plan for you. This is where I believe that couples can be more fertile as they get older because they're actually approaching their health in the right way and finding real answers to create a real plan that's focused to them. So this is why I believe and see every day that we can be more fertile as we age if we approach it the right way. Um, if, you know, for everybody watching, if you want more information on this, these exact topics and, and how I approach this and, and where you can find me, my website, marksklar.com, I think it's scrolling across the bottom there. Um, you can also find me um, on Instagram and Facebook as the fertility expert. Um, and then my uh, favorite resource for all of you is my YouTube channel, which is called Fertility TV. I put out a new YouTube video um, that's focused on reproductive health, reproductive health and fertility every week um, for all of you to support you on your journey. I was mute. <laughs> thank you so yeah, much. I was trying. Yeah, I was waiting. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So thank you so much. These are the questions I always wanted to ask from you when I talk to you. And thank you for um, creating such a beautiful channel. Actually, I look at some of them and watch them. It's so informative. Thank you for doing this for so many people and couples and giving hope to them. 
to have their own dream baby. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes. Please subscribe to Pantal Calhor Transition Channel and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Thank you for watching.